Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast here on a beautiful Sunday, going over the power rankings for this week. Let me get out my first one. Alrighty. Yes, we got that. I'm really interested to see if there'll be any significant changes because, you know, I think tanking teams and whatnot will always be the same. But for the most part, a lot of the playoff teams tend to stay the same. But who knows? All right. So. If we look at the schedule, and if you want to follow along, I would also look at the schedule. But I also make reference, hopefully, to the records. Previously, I had the Bullets, the Oslets, and the Ravens in con- under Contender tier, which is a tier below Champion tier. And I'm going to keep that the same. I truly believe uh, these three are the same. However, I'm adding the Wolverines. Four contenders now that I, four guys I think have a really good chance at making the finals. And then I I think we have, uh, I think this might be uh, the next week, the last week. So I I wouldn't be able to necessarily have like an end of the season power ranking person. I actually, I mean, I guess I technically could. It's more more of a playoff power ranking though. Um, but I think even though there's four teams in this tier, I think uh, those are the teams I'd pick. The Ravens have lost a bunch. They've actually gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But their point differential is still pretty good. Come playoff time, they're going to do a lot of testing and like that. Um, and oh, they have one of the best defenses in, in the league. Uh, same with the Oslets. The Wolverines kind of rely on a little bit of more offensive power than defense, but they're still like have a better defense than the Bullets. The Bullets actually have a pretty average defense. They just have an insane offense. And that keeps them up at number one. Um, but certainly you don't want to necessarily have four people in the contenders tier. It's just, uh, it's just a situation. Which would put literally everyone else in the playoffs, probably in the playoff tier, other than like the bubble teams. So we have the Minutemen. Uh, they've kind of just been average since. I mean, they, they've gone 9 1 in the last 10. Their point differential hasn't really improved, though. But they're keeping up record wise. Do I think they're a contender? No. Probably not. I don't think they've improved as much as the Wolverines have in this last week. Prowlers uh, stay in the same tier. Uh, and then we have to add the battalion to the playoff tier because, and and for those who say why the Prowlers are technically fourth, they have the fourth best record, the point differential is pretty bad, and I think they've had a fairly easy schedule, 
Uh, a lot of these teams are like 9-1. They've had an easy schedule. And unless they prove their point differential pretty significantly, I, I wouldn't consider putting Prowlers in a contenders tier. Um, but yeah, we have with the Battalion to move up from the bubble tier. Even though they haven't improved all that much, I think the fact that they're winning. And I also think... Uh, who did they trade? Didn't they trade for... Just have to see. They traded for someone big. Yeah, they traded for Ida Bauer. So for the meantime, I'm going to put them in playoff tier, even though they may be more of a bubble team. But that's fine. Uh, so we have the bubble tiers now. Which would be the Nightmare... The Maulers and uh, surprisingly the Inferno. The Inferno has have dropped off a cliff since we last talked about them. They may be even looking in at this point. There, I don't know what's going on over there, uh, but it ain't looking too good uh, right now for playoff status. So looking into here, we have the rail. We have the rampage. I had the aviators in last time. I think it's too late for them. Everyone else in the tanking tier. I mean, it's as simple as that. A lot of tanking teams at this point in the season. You had even the Rampages trading. They're barely in the looking tier. Since they traded uh, Elena. Uh, but still technically could make the playoffs. Technically. Um, but probably not. I think, I guess, maybe they'd be tanking. But just based on their, their points, they're still over technically over 500. So I'll put them in looking into here for now. Uh, I don't have too much to talk about other than that. I mean, the, it's a pretty straightforward uh, power rankings. Uh, we have about four minutes left to talk about this, though. Let's explore the trades. So, sorry about that. St. Louis sent over Jack, jo uh, Jack George and Dante Gordon, Gordon for, for Ida, Ida Bayer, which is a huge trade, as well as the first, uh, by the way, the St. Louis sends the first. Huge trade that I, I believe would make Battalion better. Hopefully, test sims have been done. Um, but it's also, you know, Ida Bayer is a pretty good person in general. And the Chicago traded for Eleanor Rosie, which I believe would make them a lot better. Even though, actually, they've gone on a pretty significant losing skid. <laughs> um, but I, th I think, in theory, they should be better. Although, Jason McGillen was really good, too. I, at least he was. I don't know if he still is. At 9.4, I mean, yeah, he's not doing too bad. Is he as good as uh, Rosie? Probably not. But he's on the regression as well, so guess uh, I guess it doesn't hurt to go to to go to Rosie, who has slightly better assist numbers. <sighs> Sorry, I'm tired. And uh, scores a lot more. Definitely a better player. Um, although you lose a, I believe a, a, a pick as well as well as a filler. So who knows? Maybe that filler was the reason. That the teams were cooking. 
Adebayer, obviously, as you know, um, has the most points per game in the league. That will only stay high joining the battalion. Um, he's pretty... I wouldn't say he's favorited for MVP because he shoots a, just a whole bunch. He doesn't have a whole lot of rebounds, and his, his assist-to-turnover ratio is terrible. His stocks are pretty good for a shooting guard, though, uh, getting over a, a block a game. Uh, and, he, you know, he's not, not efficient. I mean, he's, a, he's as efficient as you're going to get for a guard who scores that much at, in this uh, environment at this point. But I think I think Rome and Rose is pretty good for MVP as well. It's going over forty. If he stays over forty, it might be him. Also, this Oslets deserve some. Oslets definitely deserve some hardware for for their season. People are saying Cannibal Fannin's breaking out. He really isn't. He's just scoring slightly more. Uh, by nature of the team lineup. <laughs> um. Finally shooting threes for once in his life. Took him until his, uh, well, not his last season, but one of his last seasons. He's only going to get better. It's not his season this season, for sure. Um, Yudoka, obviously, is might hit the 60-40-90 club, which would, I mean, he's doing insane things um, with the Prowlers. And then, obviously, is th- same with Livin' as well. Similar 60-40-90 club. He's slightly under for threes. Um, but he's really solid, and he's on obviously he's on a really good team as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the award, sort of how people vote this season. Um, does Olivier O'Malley win Point Guard of the Year just because he has an insane amount of assist? Maybe, maybe he does. He's terribly inefficient otherwise. <laughs> uh, from the field, but th- I mean that doesn't matter, does it? Maybe. See you guys next.